from the broken ruins of Babylon. This is End of Days Radio. I'm your host, Daniel, broadcasting to you all the way from that shimmering emerald city right here in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Hello, how are you? I do apologize for the technical difficulties at the start of the show. I'm I'm extremely excited about this episode. We're still in October, or as I like to call it, Shocktober. What can I say? A little bit of nervous energy, fumbling around. I accidentally played the theme song twice. It took us a whole five minutes just to get through the intro. But I digress. Today's date is Friday, October 13th. Yes, it is October 13th. And because this is a very special date for the truth community, for the hysteronical community, for the the for society in general, we are bringing you a very special show. Today's guest is none other than William Ramsey. Attorney, author, and researcher William Ramsey is a graduate of the University of California, Berkeley, with a degree in history. Mr. Ramsey also has a JD and is a member of the State Bar of California. He has written Prophet of Evil, Aleister Crowley, 9-11 and the New World Order, Abomination, Devil Worship, and Deception in the West Memphis Three Murders, and Children of the Beast, Aleister Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity. William Ramsey also made two documentaries, Occult Hollywood Volume 1 and Prophet of Evil, Aleister Crowley, 9-11, and the New World Order. And also, he's been on the show before, so definitely a friend of the show. Somebody that is not afraid to go deep, somebody that's not afraid to face the occult, to face the darkness, to face evil head-on, something that I think we all admire about him. Hmm, getting a little clipping going on. Turn my mic down a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, and remember to stay tuned after the interview. We've got a lot of news to talk about. A lot of things happening in the world. A lot of scary stuff possibly tied into end times revelations. So you're going to want to stick around. Also, don't forget to go to endofdaysradio.com for an updated guest list. From there, you can grab my email. That's danielendofdaysradio at gmail.com. If you have guest recommendations, comments, complaints, slanders, whatever you want to throw at me, I'd be more than happy to read it on air. Or if you'd like to be a guest on this show yourself, if you think you have something unique and interesting to offer, remember, this is the show where we want the truth. And that doesn't matter who that truth comes from. We've gotten some pretty good information from people that I've never heard of before. And I think that's awesome. So if you think you have something to contribute, by all means, reach out. And from there, you can also donate to End of Days Radio. You can donate through PayPal or through Bitcoin. But hey, enough wasting time. What's this? From Clint, from our buddy Clint Eastwood. I'm listening so I can ask good questions later. I got to get a car title off my friend, then I'll be logging into the room thingy. Laugh out, comments, complaints, slanders. Okay, thank you, Clint. I look forward to getting some questions from you later on. But let's stop wasting time jibba-jabbering. Let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Daniel, how are you? Doing doing good. You sound pretty good. Good. I got a new mic. All right. Yeah, you sound nice and deep and, and uh, I think full it's spectrum. The room I'm in has a nice echo. Got some excellent acoustics. Our first show was in August 2016. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. That's 
so seven years ago. ago. Yeah, I've been at this way too long. <clears throat> Thanks for the Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a long time, and things have changed. I see you yourself have started a very interesting podcast. Yeah, I've kind of turned into a podcast. My podcast is in the top 0.5%, top 15,000 podcasts in the world right now. It's, it's based off of all my research. William Ramsey Investigates is what it's called. And I just published a new book. I actually have five books and five documentaries. I have to update my update my bio on Amazon. So my new book is called Smiley Face Killers, Investigating Suspicious Water Deaths of College-Age Young Men in the U.S. and the World. And uh covers over 300 weird strange water deaths of young men some up in your neck of the woods the whole, there was actually one associated with the uh, moscow four if you're familiar with that whole situation with uh those four college students who were murdered at the university of idaho there was one case associated with them but yeah that's my new book that just it came out of within a month interesting yeah and it looks like we also missed another one that would be the global death cult the Order of Nine Angles book. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going to talk about tonight. That's my that was from two years ago. Definitely, I did want to touch on that, but I'd like to uh, you know talk about your newest book as well. Um, we did, I believe, that was the last time you were on. We covered the Smiley Face Killers a bit, and boy, that was one scary episode. I gotta admit, <laughs> kind of left me <laughs> left me quaking. Yeah, it's a scary thing. I've studied over 370 cases. I actually have 370 cases since in the last 25 years in the U.S. and all over the world. So I think I covered a lot of territory on that book. And so it's like 400 pages. The book itself, not the Kindle version, is over 400 pages. So there's a lot of research in there. And you're also an avid researcher of none other than Aleister Crowley. That's right. That was my first book. Was Prophet of Evil. It was. It was essentially a biography of Aleister Crowley. And then there was Abomination about the West Memphis Three. That was a very hot topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had some opinions on that case that were not very popular. So that was uh, that brought me a lot of uh, calumny, so to speak, slander, as you said. Yeah, I know there was. Um a lot of controversy yeah, relating yeah. to, I mean, the whole thing was controversial. No uh, were, were these it still is it still. Yeah. Is really. yeah. Yeah. And it, it brings up the topic of like, you know, this dark Gothic imagery, um, you know, dark imagery in general, I, I feel like it's very popular. You know, you have a lot of movies on stuff on Netflix on all these streaming services. Like there's what three movies about exorcism, probably more than that released in the last year it seems there's always a healthy appetite for darkness out there no doubt there are the new star wars has like witch themes and things like that the new guy feloni is like his wife is into the occult so occultism seems to be the or becoming the predominant kind of world view world vision i think so i think you know it's interesting that a lot of people haven't tried to look into it or study it as much as I have, because I just see it just like you. I see it in the common culture. It's all over the place. The symbolism, even the smiley faces too, they're all over the place. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing that probably bothered me the most about the whole smiley face killer thing is, A, these are murderers. B, there seems to be 
money behind them. C, it seems to be a gang of some kind. Not only a gang, but a gang that's affiliated with the overall network of, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody seems to have their own way of describing this stuff. New World Order, 13 Families, Illuminati. Some people just call it the underworld. There's many different descriptions, but to think that anybody would be getting a free pass to kill from this organization, not only is that terrifying, but I feel, at least my experience since I talked to you that time, it shined a lot, it shined a lot more light on this world for me. The, the world of gangs, the world of uh, these gangs actually being sponsored by something far more nefarious. Uh, you know, it made me question other organizations like the Italian Mafia or the Chinese Triads, both which I feel are likewise tied to this uh, you know, overall all-encompassing New World Order, uh, you know, tied to secret societies and tied to governments. And uh, there seems to be some kind of world shadow government out there where uh, things are kind of dictated behind the scenes until to a lot of everyday people it doesn't really seem possible it, it seems like you know you always hear things like oh somebody would talk somebody would say something not necessarily not when they're threatening your family right or you make a secret oath to be quiet right you always make the sign of silence you're initiated those are all secret oaths and things like that so people who are not in that world find it hard to believe i found it hard to believe but then I kind of uh, researched everything, and there's clearly just tons of overlapping different secret societies, secret orders. Um, so they're there. And a lot of those people are covered, covered power. They covered money. They covered uh, status. So they kind of know each other. I think they know their ideas and symbols and things like that. So, yeah, once you kind of research it, it all kind of comes into view. In the, I mean, it's all the House of the Temple. Uh, uh, Bohemian Grove, the uh, Skull and Bones, all these secret societies in Yale and elite secret societies are all over the place, secret clubs. Um, Yeah, definitely. And and to see how deeply they're tied into our own history is very interesting as well. Even like Hunter Biden is in the news, but he was in a secret club in L.A. The guy who founded that club said he was modeling it on Eyes Wide Shut. He wanted to literally make an Eyes Wide Shut uh, secret society based on weird sex magic and masks and stuff like that from Venetian uh, nobility. And Hunter Biden actually got kicked out of it. So some of that stuff is really on the surface. It gets reported, but people overlook it or they don't. Uh, the importance of it doesn't impact them. They don't see it. But a lot of that, that's how kind of power networks work is through these kind of secret arrangements, secret friendships secret groups and things like that. I find that hilarious that Hunter's not even welcome within a secret society full of perverts and freaks. They, they didn't want him. <laughs> you're, sorry. It is, it is kind of funny. Yeah, you're right. You're too messed up for us, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, it's <laughs> yeah, true. I mean... <clears throat> the whole Hunter Biden thing in general is just... It blows my mind. You know, it's It's the son of the president. He's doing some of the most atrocious things I could ever see. And I, I've questioned whether the whole thing could be kind of like a, a psyop or something, you know, they're putting this stuff out there, but um, kind of purposely not going after him like they should, you know, kind of like how it, it often seems like a lot of this pedophilia stuff is put out there so that we can see it. I, I kind of have that feeling about Pizzagate. 
Like, is this something that we're actually meant to see so they can in turn tell us or show us how stupid we are for believing it? I think that's kind of the point of like the secret society thing is that it's a monopolization of information and these networks. And so it's kind of inside poker or something like that, where they're cheating the people who don't have the contacts and things like that. So the mockery part, I think, is the wink and the nod part is actually part of it. And I just sent you like the link to the story about Hunter Biden. Here we go. Horndog Hunter Biden. I got it up on the screen for anybody that's uh, watching the video version of the show. Horndog Hunter Biden grabbed women's A blank blank, grabbing their rear end specifically, and acted like a spoiled child inside 10K secret sex club. So this guy was too wild even for a sex club. You know, various pictures of Hunter. It's called Sanctum. And- The acronym is SNCTM. This is uh, reminiscent of the Hellfire Club. Yes, absolutely. So they have not given it a rest. They're still doing the same things that they were doing all throughout history. Meeting together, using sex magic, probably worshipping Satan, other pagan deities that we are apt to understand. But that's what happens even in the Old Testament, uh, you know, uh, Yahweh or the God of the Old Testament is always railing against the Israelis for going off to these other gods. And those temples, a lot of those other temples, there was all kinds of occult things going on. Child sacrifice, there were temple prostitutes and ritual magic and things like that. So it's just a part of human history. Something about it has been, you know, expurgated or taken out of our common understanding, but it's always been around. Even Crowley's a perfect example, a guy who was involved with mostly elites most of his life. So those elites were hanging out with Crowley and doing all those kind of unspeakable acts and things like that. Yeah, and that that makes me uh, think of a question I wanted to ask you. There was a pretty big movie that came out not too long ago called The Sound of Freedom. And it's kind of showing how much the mainstream has started to take to some of the, some of these ideas. I'm sure, I mean, I see a lot of people refuting it, uh, you know, online and whatnot, but uh, incredible that they'd actually make a movie about this stuff to me. I'd never seen anything like that before besides maybe Eyes Wide Shut and a, a few other of these flicks. I agree. And I, I think a lot of people hesitated to play that show. They had trouble financing it, had trouble distribu- distributing it because it was too sensitive because that's yeah. that trafficking really is happening. There's tons of trafficking in this open border that we have. So people who aren't invi- uh, involved in it may not even believe it, but people involved, it's just massive sex and uh, organ trafficking and things like that that uh, are underneath the surface. But yeah, it's a huge industry. The sex industry is big as the drug industry. So we hear about the drug industry, but the sex industry is also a multi-billion dollar global interest industry. There's no doubt about it. Definitely. Um, so I wanted to get into the order of nine angles a little bit. I, I personally have been fascinated with this topic for a while. And, you know, when I saw that you were writing a book about this and going on various podcasts and stuff, I, I kind of got excited because there really aren't, I mean, at least from what I know, too many researchers looking into this. And this is a, a global organization, right? No doubt. And that's kind of what it's interesting is differentiated maybe from other secret societies. There were other societies, maybe the Masons are, are international, but this one seemed to have 
really got its liftoff from the internet. And it's a fairly recent group. I mean, they clearly have integrated other occult ideas from past organizations, Crowley and Aquino. So they know a lot. The people who codified this group knew a lot about that. But it's fairly recent. Like the whole corpus, really, they started writing it in the 80s. But then it kind of grew and grew. And then there were a bunch of, like, horrible events, murders, and uh, groups that had these Order of Nine Angles ideas in it. And that's really what caught my eye. And nobody had really, before I wrote my book, to my knowledge, had tried to make it easily digestible and try to make it uh, put together a book that's readable or tried to be readable of the kind of ideas and esoteric ideas. I mean, it's a very strange group because it's it's occultism, but also neo-Nazism. So it's kind of this weird syncretization or mixing of these two currents, kind of ugly, probably the ugliest currents in human history, recent 20th century history uh, together. So I was really, that was kind of what fascinated me. I didn't know much about it. And people had sent me stuff through social media like, hey, you should check into the ONA. And I said, I don't even know what that is. And then somebody reached out to me. His name was Igor Sarsky. He said, hey, really look into this. And I started reading it. And I was like, whoa, this like overlaps with the smiley face killing type stuff. These ideas are strange. They talk about human sacrifice. Um, they've been in contact with uh, the Temple of Set, Michael Aquino's group. And so I really... I had no idea that these two groups were related or intersecting at all. That's terrifying. Yeah, there's a whole chapter in my book. I think it's the... Let's see, what chapter is it? It's the Satanic Letters chapter. It's the third chapter where they're literally writing each other. They know each other. They have members who are going out to visit with one another. The founder of... The supposed founder of... The Order of Nine Angles is a guy by the name of David Myatt who writes under different pseudonyms. But he was like writing and communicating. And uh, Michael Aquino would send stuff to him in his letterhead. And then he published it. So it's readily available online. So all I did was kind of read through it. And it's kind of an important thing. I think it's important because it shows how these kind of underground groups are thinking about each other and communicating and kind of competing. And uh, like, so their ideas are different. And really, Mayat sees himself as a much more authentic occultist than Aquino, who he thinks is kind of like integrated these kind of Egyptian ideas and things like that. Like, yeah, he, he uh, broke off from uh, Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the Church of Satan. And he, he had a problem with LaVey's massive ego, um, said it was. Yeah, kind of overshadowing the purpose of of the group, and um, what what kind of fascinated me was the fact that Aquino's own daughter broke off from her father's influence and joined up with Aquino and became a member of his church. You know, per- perhaps out of rebellion. And um, I remember she was on a well, I don't remember. I saw it on YouTube, but she was on. I think it was Sally Jesse Raphael or one of those old '90s talk shows talk shows that were popular at the time and she Akina had a, was on there too Akina was on one of those talk shows too sorry oh yeah no yeah that's right i gotta look that up yeah yeah he, he they're has online. They're <laughs> i think he was on either um uh geraldo or donahue or something like that yeah and she was uh xena anton levey's daughter she was kind of you know talking about what they do she had her husband on there and he was um you know, talking about how he's a werewolf and stuff like this. And, you know, watching this back in the 90s, you just think, man, what a bunch of crazy people. Like, they, they're they just lost in fantasy, and they're playing these games like Dungeons and Dragons. But here I'm looking at it, you know, here in the 2020s as a 
a middle-aged adult and um, you know, it, it has such such more of an impact on me because I understand the reality of this stuff. And for those that don't understand that it's it's has a reality behind it, at least understand that so many important and prominent figures, politicians, military, etc., are involved in this stuff. So if that doesn't make it matter to you, then you know that at least that should make it matter to you. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. Like we may think that it's a caricature or funny, but I think some of these guys take themselves very seriously. Like there's obviously fair weather people in any kind of religious group, but some of those core people, they really believe in it. And uh, their network with a group of people, like it's unbelievable. Like I think that the Church of Satan, uh, Richard Rodriguez, who was called the Night Stalker serial killer, was a member. Like he had been up into California um, talking with LeVay or somebody in LeVay's group and they'd go around murdering people. So, and he was an outright Satanist. Like he would put, pentagrams on and do sex magic at places where he committed his crimes. And really like he was a hundred percent that way. It wasn't like that was his religion. So everybody has different ones. The thing about these kind of groups is these are very hurtful kind of, you know, they don't respect human life. And so I think that's why it's important to understand and, and see that because they may attract fellow travelers who have that similar outlook. Right. It, exactly. It's sad that you know, some people can come under the influence of this. I have to think of a lot of the, the music scene, things like that. I know that, you know, like me, I, I like heavy metal music. I like the imagery associated and stuff like that. But past few years, I've been kind of coming to understand that there is a major kind of evil influence in this stuff like the early rock music you know the stuff about playing playing the stuff backwards or guys like jimmy page being obsessed with alistair crowley you know buying the castle or the mansion or whatever on the lock Bullskin, things like this Manor, yeah. yeah and and jimmy page himself was rumor has it he was dating a 14 year old uh, i don't think that's a rumor i think that's going to be verified a 14 or 15 year old girl forgot what her name was she was a groupie but yeah, that's verified. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Crowley was, I mean, I, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but from what I've read, he's a pedophile. Yeah, I think that in his own writings, he is admitted to pedophilia, yeah. Yeah, in his diaries. Diaries, yeah. It's the uh, it's the magical record of the Beast 666. So it's his own magical record he writes about it. So you can find that out if you really want. I forgot the page, but yeah, it's in my social media. It's really yeah, my, pretty rough to, to read. My he buddy, also talked and, about eating excrement, Bob Blue, oh all that stuff, like really horrible stuff, yeah. And they still do that in the OTO, by the way. No doubt. It's part of yeah. the cakes of light are part of their uh, religion. And I think there was a picture of like Marina Abramovich who's in the news. She was going to go teach the kids of the Ukraine. Like there's a picture of her with the cake of light, which has bodily fluids. And she did the whole like, uh, what was it? spirit cooking thing like blood and ritual blood and weird statements and writing in blood. So she's a, I call her a new world order witch. And if you want to see her have a really bad day, go check out Ed Sheeran's song video for bad habits. It's like a full layout. You don't even have to read my book. You can just watch his video. It's basically inculcates all of the ideology of the order of nine angles. And it has half a billion views on YouTube alone. It was an international like a uh, hit, right? So it was on, uh, on like national 
high top ten lists all over the world. And it also shows how powerful music is in culture creation and cultural sending, you know, uh, expression. And I think that Ed Sheeran is really one of the most successful uh, purveyors or, or uh, proponents of these occult ideas. It's incredible. Go watch Bad Habits. It's literally a group of guys going out at night like vampires, stalking the subhumans uh, like a vampire, taking their lives. He goes through a whole smiley face balloon sequence. He's upside down like a like a bat, you know, so he's almost like a blood-sucking bat. I mean, and then he goes in the morning, the sun comes up, and he's back to himself. And that's right out of the ONA's ideas of presencing and things like that. Yeah, it's really something else. And like I said, that's just huge reach. Like, I wish I had 5,000 views on some of my stuff. Think about like half a billion. It's off the charts. And a lot of those people don't know really what they're reading, but they're being like subtly, secretly initiated into the ideas because as they see things, other things, oh, yeah, that was in Ed Sheeran's video. I saw that. Oh, yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah, I've uh, come to understand that for example, the things that Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan were teaching is, is actually a very strong form of mind control. They take this atheistic way of thinking that a lot of young people kind of are already in line with, and they, they use that to, to segue into this world of evil imagery and dark symbolism, even ritual magic, and these people that are young people that are atheists are getting in circles and practicing ritual magic, despite the fact that they don't believe in ritual magic. That's incredible that they could get these people to do that. I mean, they're kind of stupid, but look what they're getting them to do. That's that amazing. It's incredible. It's incredible. When I was reading uh, through kind of the church of Satan and Marilyn Manson, who was, who was like seen in the company of LeVay. One of the things that was interesting is that in LeVay's bookshelf, there were all kinds of books on mind control. So this whole mind control theme, and I've seen it repeated through the kind of occult literature, is that these people are interested in hypnotism and mind control and having power over people. So instead of like persuading people to do stuff or convincing them, they are into like manipulating their minds and stuff like that. So LeVay definitely had those. He definitely had those kind of books and that mentality. Yeah, no question. There's been a couple of people that, I've, I've kind of met through you know, doing the show and networking and stuff like that, that, that either were in the order of nine angles or they claim to be um, one, a uh, you know, popular guest on various podcasts, EA Quedding. He was, he says he was in the, Oh, how do you say order? O N A order of nine angles, right? Yeah. Yeah. O N A or whatever you can say. Shorten. Yeah. O nine A. That's another way you can put it. And he, you know, he he uh, later broke off from the group, and another guy was a gentleman that I just kind of met over social media, and you know, one of the more darker individuals I've talked to, and um, he had told me that the Order of Nine Angles isn't necessarily something you you sit down with a group and participate on. A lot of it's like they they have these books circulating around that are from their their group that enables you to kind of join join up with them without like actually physically being there with them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. They call, they have a name for it. Like people who don't even go through the initiatory process. So it's kind of like an open ended thing. Like here's our ideas. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. 
What was the guy's name? Um, he's somebody I actually had on this show, but we had kind of a falling out, so I don't want to like reintroduce him into this no, world. Maybe you can might... send it to me offline. I can tell you absolutely. my EA co-editing story. Do you want to hear my EA co-editing story? I absolutely would. When I was first starting, so I wrote Prophet of Evil, and I was going like, hey, I'm trying to promote my book. So I sent it out. I was on a show called Truth Frequency. Have you heard of Truth Frequency? I believe I've come across it. you probably come across it. You know, it's a guy and his wife. I forgot their names offhand, but I don't remember. Anyway, they ambushed me with a guy who was a secret guy, and the guy was EA Coetic. So they didn't tell me when I, when I was on the show they were going to have somebody else on there. I don't mind debating. It's fine. I don't, you know, this isn't something offensive to me, but it would be nice to just have pre-planning. Like, I don't need to be ambushed. Like, we're all adults here. Anyway, they brought him on, and he, we kind of talked a little bit. I was, I was, uh, enervated is a way to put it. Um, but, uh, so that was interesting. That was in 2010. Well, guess what? So I'm researching a lot of stuff. He's been writing. Apparently when he was in the group, he wrote something called bold, be your own God or be your, be a, become a living God, B O L G. And kind of a satanic idea where you're, you're your God. You stand in the place of God. There's no God, but men. And he had a kind of a website and he sold stuff. Like he was kind of like uh, a guy, uh, like a uh, Andrew Tate of the cult world in a way. Like he was giving advice and stuff like that. And he also wrote for some of the stuff. There's a group called the Temple of Blood. And my understanding, I don't have confirmation, is that Coetting wrote under an assumed name for this group that is a became an FBI front. It was in the news within the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. It's a long story. It's all kind of laid out in my book. The, the short thing is, is that the Order of Nine Angles ideas infiltrated American Nazism under Adam Waffen. And these guys were getting these ideas from the Temple of Blood, which was putting out pamphlets and, and literature of the ONA. And it turns out, allegedly, well, one of the defense attorneys for one of these guys who was uh, arrested by the federal government uh, said, hey, this should be thrown out of jail uh, court because... The informant is a paid informant of the FBI and has been since 2004. And uh, it still didn't influence the case. They still convicted these guys. But EA Coetting was a, apparently, according to the information that I have, it's a bit murky. He was involved in the Temple of Blood, which became a fed for Like, it got turned. It wasn't originally like that, is my understanding. Uh, but then there was a young man who really just got sentenced this year. His name was Daniel Hussein, but he, his name Daniel is spelled funny. D-A-N-Y-A-L Hussein, who was some who was who was posting, according to one journalist, this is all verified and real. He was posting on the Bolg site, right? And he was talking and he wanted to. They in the UK they ended up calling him. The lottery killer, because he wanted to have a blood oath with a demon to win the lottery. And so he was going to go out into a park in North West London and commit a sacrifice and get away with it. Right. So this is very ONA kind of ideas where you're supposed to do horrible things, but not get caught. So he decides and I there's question. There were questions in the court whether Daniel was fully competent or 100 percent sane. And that's kind of what led to the delay in his sentencing, is my understanding. So Daniel decides to go out into some park, and two women who were celebrating their birthday, he knifed them to death. And it was all over the news in the U.K. as the lottery killer, because he thought that this was going to get him 
the benefit of his demons. And there was some kind of one demon's name that he signed in blood. And you can see it online. Daniel Hussein, D-A-N-Y-A-L Hussein. I forgot the demon, but like there's a part of EA Coetting saying, this is the top demon, you know, this is who you want to talk to. And uh, they went to Daniel Hussein, arrested him. There's video of him getting arrested. And in his house, he had all kinds of occult accoutrements, you know, like symbols and sigils of demons and all this stuff. And, uh, it, you know, so it shows that these ideas have real world consequences. And that's what I kind of wrote about in the Order of Nine Angles, because I include like five cases worldwide where these people who've been inspired by this ideology have gone out and committed crimes, killed uh, their girlfriend's parents, killed their friends, killed innocent people. And uh, Daniel Hussein is one of them, but that's my EA Coetting story. And I think he got kicked off of social media. I don't know if he's been arrested or what, but he incurred some consequences from this whole Daniel. Yeah, Lucifuge. Yeah, that's exactly right. There was some other name, no, it was some other name to Percival Lucifer Huge or something like that. But uh, yeah, that was EA Coetting. So that was within the last couple of years, this whole Daniel Hussein situation in the UK. And it shows the global nature, right? So the title of my book is Global Death Cult. So it shows how a guy, EA Coetting in, I think, Utah, can set up and influence some guy to do heinous deeds in the UK. And these two women, they're just like in the prime of their life having fun, celebrating in some park, and some maniac comes out and does horrible things. It's a terrible, terrible story. Yeah, definitely. It's um, very shocking. It, it does seem that these people that choose to indulge and involve themselves with demons, I mean, I, I guess you could say it's kind of like the classic story of the exorcist he starts off saying he's Captain Jack. Things seem light. They seem fun. So-and-so has an imaginary friend. Next thing you know, it's trying to instruct an individual to kill another person or something like that. It, it, it seems that these these demonic beings are every bit as bad as the old books portray. They are. They have nothing... They have no good purpose, is what right, I'm trying no to say. The, he, the, whoever the, he was listening or listening to the stream, he was right. It was, yeah, Lucifuge Rafokal. Thank you, Maddie. You're right. But there's like, okay, let me see if I can pull up the whole thing where Daniel uh, had his kind of like signing in blood thing, you know? Or, oh, here it is. Let me see if I can find this. Here we go. If you, I'm going to send you the link right now. Maybe you can show where, like, you literally made some blood oath. Oh, I got to show this one first. The uh, Wikipedia page you just sent me. Let's see here. There we go. Murders of Bibba Henry and Nicole Smallman. Wow. When was that? It was um, this in 2020? Yeah, it's not that far away. Not that long. Away. Has a little bit of a ra racism element to it. Which would be kind of fit, like fit writing with the ONA ideas. Oh, yep. It looks like EA's name is in there. That's not good publicity for him, boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's around. He's in there. Yeah, it's weird too, like to talk with that guy, and then he pops up in the news ten years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had a pretty big. 
YouTube channel, you know, there's a lot of interesting content on there, but uh, I, I think because of some of this bad publicity he's been getting, he had to, uh, well, they, well, they just wiped it all out, actually. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be on there anymore. I'm going to bring up this other one. Let's see here. There we go. Wembley Park stabbings. There we go. Oh, yep. CCTV footage. There's not a whole lot you can do in the UK without being picked up on CCTV. Thanks to the soccer gangs or, or footy gangs who were wrecking havoc there decades ago. Yep. The sisters were killed hours after celebrating Miss Henry's birthday. Only 27 years old. Seeking a sacrificial deal with the demon. Here's the gentleman himself. Looks like a rather slender uh, Middle Eastern gentleman. Here's the uh, here's the contract too. Oh wow! I'm gonna send it okay. to you. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. So it can get dark, you know. Like like I said, some people may look at this as just a bunch of fun, but this is an example of where things go bad. Yeah. Let's see. Can you can you oh. click on that link that I just sent you? The bottom one yeah. on the sign. Yeah. Let's please. see here. There we go. Here so there's like the contract that he had. And if you scroll down, you can see the whole thing. If you just scroll down a little bit, the whole it's a larger picture. Oh, I see. Hmm. Spooky eyes. Yeah, there's a video of him being arrested. But if you look inside this thing, you can see like he signed in blood, and then King Lucifuge Rofakal, like literally. It. And then this is very so. This is why he got the lottery killing acronym uh, motto or whatever. Win the Mega Million Super Jackpot. That was his best two for me. So for the mighty King Lucifuge Rofakal, perform a minimum of six sacrifices every six months. For as long as I am free and physically capable, sacrifice only women, build a temple for you, do everything that I have promised. For me, win the Mega Millions, receive fruitful rewards in return for the future sacrifices I make to you. The rewards consist of wealth and power. And then to never be suspected of any crimes by the police. And also that the police will never know of any crimes that I have done that I will do. That's very ONA's type stuff. Well, it looks like that aspect of the contract was not fulfilled by Luckily, yeah. by this demon because he certainly did get caught yeah I don't know what happened to his sentencing I was still up in the air within the last three months I think I just kind of like didn't follow it but like something got delayed so but I think he's going to be in jail of some sort for a long time and then we'll never hear about it again because the mainstream media does not want the the greater of society to be aware of an occult world. No, they don't. It's very interesting. Like, there's occultism everywhere. Just like you said, movie, culture, film, music. Going back for decades, but they just don't seem to emphasize it. And really, my book is like a, just an aggregation of putting all these stories. There's tons of stories like Daniel Hussein. So I just put them all together, these weird stories. There's like... Stories of like a Asian, not neo-Nazi who tried to go on a killing spree 
like the Columbine killers in Halifax, Newfoundland. Like that story never really made the, the mass media. And just other kind of stories about these Adam Woffing guys who were doing all kinds of strange stuff. Although it is interesting, when I published this book, it was 2021. And then the time I published it, the guy who started Adam Woffin, his name was Russell. His last name was Russell. He got busted by the federal government. The FBI did great work and arrested him and his wife almost like Bonnie and Clyde. They were planning to destroy the entire electricity grid for the city of Baltimore. That's what they were plotting. So those two are going to probably go to jail for a long time. But that was within the last year, I think. So you can look up Russell and his girlfriend. I forgot what her name is. It's Glenn Daniel. Maybe see, I can find that uh, article. But it would have been a disaster. So if they would have blown away um, the entire you know, grid of the city of Baltimore, it would have been bad. And then the, the thing is, is the reason they did it is because Baltimore is like 80% African-American, right? Oh, so okay. Like there was a racial component to it, yeah. Wow. Maybe you can click on that article. Sure. Yeah, that's a a very strange thing that, like the the Nazis were, uh, they were a death cult. I, I hear that name yeah, thrown around sure. a lot, and yeah. they were a, a white supremacist group as well. Yeah, no question. But this is like, I guess it happened in April. It wasn't that long ago. Criminal complaint from February sixth. But this guy, Russell, was really the founder. He's a very dedicated neo-Nazi, I think is the best way to put it. Russell is the founder of the neo-Nazi Adam Waffen division. Right, and if you look at the title of my book, it's Global Death Cult, The Order of Nine Angles, Adam Waffen, and the Slaughter of the Innocents. So I included kind of Adam Waffen in it as a primary you know, subject matter for my book. Yeah, that's something that I I came across immediately that I did not know when I was starting to kind of um, become curious about the Order of Nine Angles. You know, first thing I did is went on their Wikipedia page. You know, I want to get the basic facts, and I, you know, I'm scrolling down and I see a lot of these guys are also neo Nazis, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, but why? Like, what is all this demon stuff and magic and secrecy? have to do with Nazis and white supremacy and stuff like that. Is there any way you could explain that link? It's a really good question. And I think it goes back into kind of their worldview. And I think even the Nazis kind of had this kind of like very active imaginatory, like um, interest in mythology in the past. And it goes all the way back to their ideas. They were supposed to be a culture that passed through like, past civilizations that are only vaguely understood, Atlantis and Lemuria. And so that there's all these kind of priest classes. And so they're the kind of new kind of racial priesthood. And they're into maybe kind of more new age than people are willing to admit. So I think that that is a component there, this kind of evil spirit, like the darker spiritual side, I think, is part of Nazism. And therefore... A lot of these guys are into notions of magic and, uh, you know, communication with spirits and things like that. So I think that that's, that's part of it. And there's like another one here in the United, and 
they are involved in like really hardcore gnarly pornography stuff like the worst things that you can imagine there was a case in the u.s recently a guy by the name of angel almeida who uh or almeida who just got i think he just got um sentenced but he was an 09a member and doing the work just like unspeakable things of depravity um but Let's see if we can pull that up. Maybe that'd be a good one to see. Just I'm saying these guys are around, but I think that that's really it. If you look at the at the history of kind of the Nazi Party, it comes out of these like esoteric orders, the Thule Society, and the Nazi Party was an attractant to those types of people, like Hitler and people around them who were into this kind of like racial, esoteric, mythol mythological worldview. So I hope that kind of answers your question. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, it's all kind of tied together. The, the idea of um, a Superman or Uberman and the, I don't know what you would call it, an Atlantean kingdom of Tula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's some pretty weird stuff when you look at it. You know, it's like, geez. That, and that's how they see it. It's really strange because... Nazism and the ideas of Helena Blavatsky. And um, I've done a show recently on the uh, the plan. It was called The Plan QAnon and the Externalization of the Hierarchy by Alice Bailey. If anybody's interested in Nazism, they have to read The Externalization of the Hierarchy. It's so important. It's literally almost a carbon copy of the Nazi ideas. And she put that book together in the 30s. And that has every single theme of the Nazi movement. The Aryan, the subhuman, the kind of future culture, Christ hatred, Christian hatred, um, the plan, the Great Awakening. It's incredible. You have to just, you can get a copy of the externalization of the hierarchy, which Bailey was a, you know, she was like the follow on from Blavatsky. But you can get a copy of that through the archive, Internet Archive. But just read through it. And you'll be shocked because if you've even researched the, uh, the, uh, QAnon, Daniel. You'll see the similarities. They're blatant. They're literally our Luciferian concepts and ideology in QAnon. 100% true. There's no question about it. So QAnon itself, like like the actual group, you know, the, the offshoot of MAGA, you're saying has kind of a, a Luciferian principle behind it. No question. Wow. Can you explain the language you is the same. that a little bit more? Well, I did a show with John Brisson. He might be a good guest for you. I can send him his email. But we did a show where we looked into that. And I didn't make the connection. Like, I'd always know. I did a show with John about the Lucis Trust, right? So there's been this kind of like occultism that has been involved with the UN. It's around. It goes from Blavatsky to, oh, Alice Bailey. And there was another woman. I forgot her name. But they, like, wrote all these books. And it goes up to the present day. So the Lucis Trust has a uh, relationship with the UN, right? And they want to bring in this new world there into meditation. And one of these books is the, the uh, externalization of the hierarchy. And it's like the same thing. It's just off the charts. It's, uh, yeah, it's just totally Luciferian. I've always had a lot of suspicions about QAnon and, and the character of Q himself. Um, the J January 6th, Sixth insurrection, I believe, was a form of honeypot, oh, where 
yeah, individuals were fed certain information, uh, made to believe certain things, and, and then basically set up. And, and a lot of uh, Donald Trump supporters and fans, they become very angry at me for suggesting this, but he did say fight for me. He did seem to want to get an uproar going. And these people that love Trump and love everything he does, they marched right into a literal psyop, a literal trap. They were surrounded by ag agents. They probably didn't even know. Some of them might have lost their lives because they chose to follow this whole QAnon thing, which eventually got deleted off of social media for whatever reason. I, I personally enjoyed some of the research they were doing, but hey, if this is a subversive group, then it might be for the better. But I, I was initially disappointed because they were putting a lot of stuff out there about you know the pedophilia and stuff like that. Um, My sense of QAnon is they were aping kind of what was known anyway in the alternative media. So I didn't see them as really cutting-edge researchers to me. I felt like they were just kind of like uh, surfing on the wave of underground or alternative research. So that was kind of my take on them. But yeah, I believe in everything you said. I think it was a Fed surrection. They anticipated the stuff. The guy who ran that kind of operation in D.C., my understanding, also read, uh, operated the Whitmer hoax, which was also fake. Like, it was totally fake. These guys were all put together from different, like, groups. And uh, then in the media said, they were all trying to kill Whitmer. And she said, I'm trying to kill me. But they were like, we were? We're totally and every other guy was like a fed in that group. So it's almost like a meme where everybody's pointing at each other as a fed. They're all feds. <laughs> so I think that's what happened on uh uh the so-called insurrection, which I think is ridiculous. Nobody was armed, like the five people didn't die. Somebody got shot by somebody who was protecting the Capitol, not the other way around. My understanding is nobody from whatever the Trump people hurt anybody. And a lot of those extra deaths were one guy had a stroke and one guy hurt himself or something like that. So it wasn't violent. I'm sorry. You can tell me it's violent, but I know it's not violent. They even let the like QAnon shaman or whatever out after they showed the video of him being guided in by cops. So they knew that he couldn't do it. But yeah, the over the non-proportional uh, criminal, you know, criminal charges to these guys is to me now, right? It's like 20 years in jail. For, for nonviolent crime, to me, is uh, embarrassing. It's sad. And it's a waste of our taxpayer dollars. It's obviously political, and it's uh, grubby and skeezy and dirty, and these done by garbage people. So that's my, my view. But uh, as an attorney, it's, like, embarrassing. Like, I'm embarrassed for the legal system right now. And people should be very shocked and be very cognizant of what go, what's going on with Trump because they're undervaluing his property. It's obviously undervalued what they did. And then they said he lied about it. So the legal system itself is really in crisis from the very top. And uh, I think even the lawyers who are like, even at law schools are just like, what are we supposed to do about this? They're just passively intimid They're intimidated and people don't want to talk, but um, yeah, the legal system in the United States is uh, hanging from a thread. There's no question about it. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, the the whole thing is disturbing to me because in my mind they were afraid of a really a real January sixth occurring because of you know the, just the sentiments going around in this country. It's we've never been more divided, especially 
you know, a few days ago, there was a whole attack in Gaza and all that stuff. And we were already super divided. Now we're, now we went from being divided about five ways to being divided about 15 different ways. So well now even, yeah, well yeah pe- people on the left aren't sure they want to be on the left anymore. People on the right aren't sure they want to be on the right anymore. It's, it's become confusing even for the most hardcore of uh, political types. But uh, I think that they're afraid of something really happening. And the best way to make sure it doesn't happen is to make a fake one happen first and then punish the people involved and say, hey, this is what you get for speaking out. This is what you get for trying to rebel or go against us. Look at this gentleman, 20 years. You still want to fight back? You still want to gather out there in the streets? Yeah, I think one of the guys wasn't even in D.C. They just said he was an organizer and then they put him away for 20 years. Like, I don't even know how that can be like you can actually say something and go to jail for 20 years and not be involved. <clears throat> I, yeah. I believe that was the, the proud boys leader. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because I think he got outed as an informant for the FBI too. So that didn't save him. That didn't save him from 20 year sentence. So I hope who knows how long he'll serve, but that's, that's these are the people. They're just, they were, I mean, the thing that they neglect is that at that time people were upset from a vote they thought that was uh, redolent with fraud. That's really it. So when they prosecute, even they said that's like the core elements of Trump's indictment is that his claims of vote fraud are totally fake. And there's like I was I was I watched the vote and when I went to bed Trump was winning. When I woke up he lost. And it was <laughs> actually a thing of collusion where the vote counting in all the key states all stopped at the same time. Like, that's like a miracle. How did that happen? Like, so you can tell me, you know, it's like a bully. Like, you better believe this, right? This is uh, Biden didn't didn't, uh, you know, go out on the campaign for a week before the vote, but he got 81 million votes, five million more than Obama. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's no way that Biden had more votes. than Obama was so popular and people are coming out to vote that have never voted. I mean, Biden is, I mean, even on the vote, I mean, even back when he was, you know, on the campaign, whatever, nobody showed up as, at his, you know, speeches that obviously he's just reading from something. He has no charisma. He has 20 million Twitter followers, which probably half of them are probably fake. Like everything about him is fake. And Trump had 80 million. Like you can just do the numbers. You can do these kind of obvious off the cuff tests to see popularity. Like where's Biden's popularity? His, his his approval rating should be zero. He's a terrible president. He's gotten us involved, involved in a foreign war to our disadvantage. He's opened the borders. It's a criminal act. It's an unconstitutional criminal act. You're supposed to defend the borders uh, against invaders. So that's actually a criminal act. He's inflated the money. They've misspent stuff. COVID was bungled. I mean, it goes on and on. The guy has never done anything right. I mean, just, I just would like to just sit and have a calm, like a, a calm conversation and say, what has this guy done right? He had some kind of weird yeah. Nazi speech at, uh, in Philadelphia, like yeah. with the red lights and the and the uh, militant help attitude. Like, I was so, just about to bring that up. That creepy speech with the yeah. soldiers in the background and the red. It was so it, that looks like straight out of an occult ritual, right there. Yeah, or V for Vendetta or something like this. Is like such brazen propaganda. Like, who are you trying to? Convince it's only for two digit IQs. Like who's following for who's following for this stuff? It's a big, it's just the dude, it's literally like you're in Wizard of Oz territory. I, I hate to say it, but the US is gone, like unhinged from uh, 
a kind of reality. Like it's lie upon lie upon lie. The Biden administration lies and lies and lies and lies. They never tell the truth. Exactly. And if you look into Biden's history, he used to constantly say all this racist stuff. It just completely swept under the rug. Then you have like two major brain surgeries. There's no way he's fit to be uh, the, the leader of the free world. He can barely form a coherent sentence or go on stage without turning around and falling off stage or shaking the hand of the invisible man, shaking the hand of yeah. the devil, whoever that is standing there. Yeah, who knows? I mean, weird business contracts, like, I mean, shell companies up to, you know, to the nth degree. Family members are making money from weird contacts. His son is following him around on his so-called political trips looking for financial arrangements. It's totally crazy. Like, why are Americans tolerating this? It's it's just off the charts. And we're in a dicey situation. We're leading into World War III. And we have a total, like, a emperor wears no clothes situation. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's strange it's because you see Biden doing that crazy dark speech or rubbing on children in front of everybody or the things his son is doing. It's literally like they prayed this stuff in front of us to show how ignorant the common person is. It's it's like a form of mocking, like, hey, look what we can get away with, and you don't even know. You can't even talk about it. And even some of this stuff with Marina Abramovic, you know, she's kind of paraded in front of everybody. There's those pictures where she's hanging out with Lady Gaga. They're eating a cake that looks like a dead person. And people aren't really questioning this stuff. Why is Lady Gaga involved? Why is she saying that she's that she's uh she worships Lucifer on live TV? Yet the common person is just thinks it's all just fun and games. They're trying to she's trying to look cool or something like that, but it's it's not. It goes much deeper. This is this is some real stuff. And it also brings to mind, you know, you mentioned Marilyn Manson earlier. There's a lot of pictures and music videos and stuff where he's wearing Masonic rings yeah. and like Lucifer. Sigil symbolic. of Lucifer. He has the sigil of Lucifer tattoo. No, exactly. These guys are Luciferians. It's hard for people to actually grasp it. But like these people are literal like intellectual Satanist or occultists. Yeah. Maddie, you should read my book. I see all your comments. All that stuff's in the book. It's not in the uh in the Wikipedia. But yeah, I mean, the thing about Maya, the reason that he became a radical Muslim is because the same ideology. And they have this idea within the ONA of insight roles where you join groups to kind of steer them to your own designs and manners that's why he he felt oh, really? that uh, radical islam was on par with the the outlook of the ona you know? that reminds me of the bavarian illuminati yeah right they infiltrated um the french revolution right so they threw the masonic lodges and things like that All and right. now like my understanding is that the illuminati uh in bavaria right ingolstadt in germany just because of language differences but in Germany, there's a lot of studies of the Illuminati as being a legitimate part of the Enlightenment, that it was actually an influential group of elites who were trying to shape reality according to Adam Weishaupt's outlook. Like, it's not some kind of fringe group, but like a lot of those guys who were in that group had kind of a sociological weight, so to speak. Uh, definitely, especially because the, the, the Rothschilds were heavily involved in its inception. I mean, that says a lot right there. The possibly the richest family in the world, besides maybe the, the hidden elites, supposedly, that are even wealthier. But, you know, the Rothschilds owned the banking system. They were the bank for the Catholic Church. They pretty much created Israel. The list goes on and on, you know, that they were responsible for Waterloo. We became much more rich off of it. 
uh, anything these guys got their fingers in is something we should look at. I agree. You know, I think uh, I think there's a lot there. I mean, uh, uh, William, do you it's mind? It's all suppressed. Yeah, it's all suppressed too. We've been going for a little over an hour. Do you mind uh, talking to some some? Uh, can I bring some listeners on to talk to you? Sure, absolutely. Alrighty.